Hey there, Tommy from the Run Testers, and welcome to the monthly Run Testers podcast, where we talk about lots of things to do with the world of running, from the latest races, how our training is going, as well as loads and loads of kit that we've tested over the past month. We'll also have guests on occasionally, like experts in the world of running kit, as well as athletes talking about their training and the kit that they use to do that. You'll also get some interesting but slightly tenuous running facts peppered throughout the podcast as well. This episode of the Run Testers podcast is brought to you by our friends over at Sport Shoes. Now, if you haven't heard of Sport Shoes, and you probably have, they have a massive range of shoes and kit, including the latest items out, as well as lots of older kit that you can normally get at a cheaper price. So well worth a look at um, the stuff that they've got available. You can also use the code TESTERS10 to get a 10% off your orders when you're buying stuff from Sport Shoes. Right then, let's jump into the podcast. Okay, guys, the second Run Tester podcast, and we've got Jane in this time. How hello. are we all doing? Hello, Jane. Hello, hello. Uh, hello. <laughs> uh, so as always with the with the podcast, we're going to start with a little bit of an update on all the running that we've been up to. Let's start with Nick. Nick, you're, you you you've always you always do the most running. What are you up to at the moment? <laughs> Uh, still marathon training, still pumping out the miles, lots of long runs. Uh, I did do a race though. This, this, I did the Essex mm-hmm. Champs, ten k uh, over ten k, and I was, I was sixth or seventh. I was, I was seventh, but all the results say I'm sixth, and we have no idea why a guy's been deleted randomly from the results. So I'll take you, it. You'll take uh, it. Uh, Take yeah. it. <laughs> we will take it. He always takes it. <laughs> but even better, what we took was we were Orion were third team on the day uh, by virtue of the fact that the team that should have won the overall Essex Championships, one of their runners was only fifteen, so it didn't count. That'll teach him. <laughs> is he good he's very good he's, he's he came out with us at the start uh he did fall off a bit but he is 15 so um he was still top 10 i think but yeah it doesn't count it's yeah it's unfair he's too young i, I respect that <laughs> mm. yeah yeah well yeah you'll you'll take it won't you always yeah so how was that race then apart from the fact that you cheated a place <laughs> uh it's good i was in the alpha fly too because uh i'm training for all the racing at the moment so i wanted you know a cushy carbon shoe to try and run fast while still protecting the legs i ran pretty quick i was pretty pleased it was just over 32 mins and it was hot and a bit hilly but yeah i've still i don't know i've got a lot of a lot of uh super shoe anxiety about the marathon to come and i really want to you know decide which one i'm going to pick so i did a long run in the vapor fly i want to use the alpha fly. i want to get a fresh pair of alpha fly ones somehow and use them as well mm-hmm. so, so i'm getting a lot of shoe anxiety it's going to last for the whole summer so expect me to talk about that a lot for the next few months Which you know do you know what i'm going to do i'm going to do what tom did to me and text you the night before and go <laughs> interesting <laughs> I don't think, I, I, whatever shoe you pick, whatever shoe you pick. Nick won't care. He, he, he won't listen to any of my advice on shoes. No, certainly not. I've yeah. seen your reviews. And, <laughs> and it was the right choice for you, Jade. So it was. It was. I take work, it all back. Worked out well. So Alpha Fly 2 still do it, delivering the goods for you, Nick? Yeah, I mean, it was great in that race. Oh, I just, I don't know, it's part of me wondering if I don't, because it is obviously part of the reason it got updated was to make it more accessible to lots of people, a bit more stable, um, you know, a bit less narrow and all that. But I, I didn't need any of the extra stability or anything. So I'm wondering if maybe the first version will suit me even better because it's a bit lighter. But these are all just doubts that I don't need. I don't need to talk. Don't, I don't need indulging in my obsessions and uh, my doubts. Let's move, let's move on. <laughs> I'm, I'm enjoying indulging you in these doubts. I'm going to start doing this more often. All right, then let's let's let Nick calm down a bit now jane what have you been up to are you actually training for anything at the moment 
Well, I have a spot in London. Oh, this is such a people are going to hate me. I have a spot in London. I got in on the Chicago ballot, and I've been offered a spot in New York. What do I do? What do I do? Do I do all of them? Do I do none of them? I was going to do Chicago, but I haven't booked any flights, and now they're really expensive. So I'm I'm training for a marathon. I just don't know which one. Wow. Is my answer. Choice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the, you know they've all got different start dates. So what we come in and on in a plan is you know anyone's guess. But you know we'll see. We'll see what happens. We've got weeks to decide, right? Well, d- does the marathon that you eventually do affect how you're going to want to train, or is it just <laughs> nah, nah? No. I'm, <laughs> I'm here for the here for the joy of running. Here just Which, to have a great time. What's your, what what you were veering towards? What would you most like to do? I think New York, to be honest. Mm-hmm. It's London gotta and be New York. New, York. Right? New York's well after London, isn't it? November. Is it though? Is it like three weeks after? You're running for uh, joy, it's fine. Yeah, true. Yeah. That's I'm true. Doing, it's true. I'm in London back to back. And I'm not running for any joy. I know, but you're a maniac. I think I'm I'm over this whole this probably isn't a really um run tester opinion. I imagine loads of people that listen to this are very into running for times but I'm kind of over it to be honest I'm a bit um a bit sick of that whole like Instagram mentality where you've got to get quicker every race so running Instagram for mentality. it's the power of 10 mentality Jane. it's just it's just a really fast it's, mentality it's just the, the man running mentality isn't it so I'm over it I'm, I'm over it not to gender stereotype that's really wrong of me actually it's just uh that like toxic every run you do has to be quicker than the last not for me not for me. So I might be quicker. I might not be quicker. I might I might do two. I might do none. I don't know. This is me. This is me at 30. Yeah, this is me. Turn 30. Don't care anymore. <laughs> yeah, you'll, you'll start. Both have amazing atmospheres, at least. So you can choose on that. Yeah. You'll, yeah. you'll, you'll start caring a bit more when you, you get to my age, uh, Jane, when you, you start to get worried that you're not going to be able to get your times anymore. I'm, I'm, re- I'm reaching my <laughs> peak at the moment, and it's, and it's, it's worrying. No, I'm, I'm there. I peaked at 29. I'm done now. <laughs> well, I thought I did. I'm just uh, done now. Tom's in his most chilling. intense training ever. Yeah, yeah well, you, you're doing Chicago, right, Tom? I, uh, my, Me and uh, Mike are both doing Chicago, and we're both doing the same training plan. So we're using uh, One Track Club, which you may have heard of. You yeah, guys that's are probably Fletch, there. isn't it? That's Fletch, yeah. So, yeah, we're doing the, uh, the Steph Twell marathon training plan. It's actually for London, but chicago because it's like the week after isn't it so we're yeah we're training for that it's pretty tough it's pretty <laughs> tough it's uh for, for a man that has gone from i think the most training i've ever done for a marathon is a couple of long runs uh, mm. along with my normal training so yeah this is like oh, i think we've done two two week two and a half weeks now and it's yeah it's pretty intense most mainly like six days well it's basically all week if you include all of the mobility and stretching and stuff like that but yeah, I'm, I'm, my mileage is shot up higher than it has been for a very long time. Are you over um, the calf, Niggle? Seems okay. <laughs> seems okay. I can still feel something there, but yeah, I've been doing my calf raises every day and my stretching and stuff, so hopefully I've uh, managed to get by it. Yeah, I'm loving uh, Tommy on a, a full proper training plan because uh, it's, it's nice to see <laughs> <laughs> the whining in the group about another run. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's actually I'm finding it quite hard. The um, just fitting it in the runs, like, mm. and, and also when you're doing your own training plan, I say your own training plan. When I'm training for a marathon, I'm just going out and doing a run. 
I normally base it around like I've got an hour for lunch or I've got an hour until I've got to be back for dinner or something like that. But now like every run just seems to be like an hour and 15 minutes, an hour and 20 minutes because you've got to fit in all the other bits as well, like the warm-up mm. and the cool-down and the bits like that. So, yeah, finding it really hard to, to fit it all in. Um, Welcome to my world, Tom. <laughs> yeah, I feel like yeah. we've swapped training plan, Tom. This is what I used to try to do, <laughs> and now I'm like, meh, do a long run, see what happens. So maybe the Tom, yeah, yeah. maybe the Tom approach is the way to go. Maybe I'll PB at whatever I run because I'm well, you got so, quite drunk. Uh, got quite so, for a long know, time, Jane. I'll get really drunk and I'll just be really calm and I'll just be like, meh. Or what? You Feel told me your approach. Your approach was to go out really, really hard and just hang on. So I'll just do that. That's that, yeah. Always, that's the best approach. I think it's widely regarded, and, and, and Nick will probably agree to this. The best approach for any race. Very much. Also, yeah. I do like how much we're all, uh, yeah, whining, complaining. Marathon's not sure, and Kieran's run a, a marathon a day for thirty-one days yeah, at this point. Bloody <laughs> hell! Oh yeah, I, I, yeah. I'm supposed to do a bit of an update on uh, Kieran to anyone who's listening. Who I think everyone who's listening is probably, probably knows what Kieran's doing. But his Danube run, which is what is it, two two thousand miles? Two thousand miles. I don't know. He seemed quite sketchy on the distance. So I don't know how we're. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But he did I, he work did t- it out, but I yeah, don't he, he, well, he told us yesterday that he's at about eight hundred miles now, and he's yeah. almost halfway. So that sort of tallies off. He's probably marked that a little bit um, higher, but uh, yeah. So he's at eight hundred miles, and I think he says he's going to be through. What do I do? Croatia. He's in Serbia at the moment, and then he's he's going to be in Croatia soon, and then hopefully by in, in the next four days he'll be done those and moves on to the next country I'm not sure what it if is. you uh, go follow him on what was it man v miles on instagram you can run with him i think he's very keen if you're in those areas go and find him because i think he think yeah. help him a lot. yeah he's, he's, he'd be very happy if you joined him for a run and <laughs> he seems quite keen on people buying a beer for him yeah maybe buy him some new kit or some socks or something because when's he's he washing when's he washing <laughs> he said to me he wasn't gonna wash he has done a bit of washing. I've seen him post a bit about uh, yeah, when he goes. To the, he quite enjoys going to the laundrette, I think. But I, I did oh, see his good. socks have perished today. Yeah, I saw anyway. that, and I've seen that he hates dogs. So, yeah, I mean, I'm immediately unfollowing him. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> I think he hates all dogs. <laughs> it's just the ones that are trying to kill him. Yeah, just the ones that are trying to give him rabies. But yeah, he's doing well. He's doing well. Yes. <laughs> all right. Well, it, it, we've done our chat about what we've been up to i think it's time for the high point of the podcast oh, the running facts. running facts running facts here we go the facts here we go and uh, as always i should point out that uh, i have not verified these in any way so uh if they are inaccurate or nonsense don't blame me i mean me. i've seen some of the ones coming up and they are definitely nonsense but i'm, I'm excited <laughs> yeah well this one's a particularly interesting one so uh apparently edison uh pina who was one of the Chilean uh, miners in the incident in 2010, uh, apparently trained for his first marathon whilst being trapped in the mine. So apparently uh, he ran at six miles a day in the mine uh, and then completed the New York Marathon less than a month after being rescued from the mine. So uh, what do you think of that, Nick? That can't uh, be right. I mean, were they, were they running low on supplies? He was, was he carb loading? <laughs> was... <Yeah. laughs> I don't know. It doesn't sound that... right, Tom. Well, there wasn't there not enough air? There wasn't enough air. How yeah. could he run? Look, don't don't shoot the messenger. I you know. <laughs> uh, if anyone can uh, wants to uh, contact us and let us know that is indeed nonsense, then uh, yeah, we're all ears. But uh, another one I think of those. One each week should be like verifiable nonsense. It's just like a little yeah, trick. How long was the so mine? Can... I'm so baffled. Someone needs to get in touch and tell us. It'd be a big Some, mine. Somebody can easily verify this for us. 
It just seems uh, unlikely. To, Six months. What time? Well, I guess you'd have to do laps, maybe. Out and back. The mines yeah. go a long way, Jane. Some of those mines <laughs> are very, very Out long. Out and back. Yeah. yeah. I, I imagined it'd be a really small one, and uh, it'd just be annoying yeah. everyone the whole time. Although, Nick, I think, I think if we were all trapped in a mine, you would try and carry on training, wouldn't you? Yeah. Oh, Nick would, yeah. 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 He'd, he would be annoying. He'd be doing intervals and all sorts. He'd be yeah. We have a lot of time. We'd, it actually sounds fantastic. We would kill you first and you would be gone first because that would be unbearable, wouldn't it? Would it be the running guy or the guy who kept talking about the dog? But who would be going first? <laughs> yes, that's true. That's true. That's okay, true. Uh, so, yeah, uh, another one of those fantastic facts coming up very soon. Running, running facts. facts! Okay, so July has been... There's been a few things happening over July in the world of running. Uh, we've had... World Athletics, obviously going on. Lots of people talking about the World Athletics. Tamarat Tola apparently won the marathon, but uh, what shoe was he wearing, Nick? I was in the Adios Pro 2. I was watching this live on a few events. That was a good time for us here. And I was going, oh. It's one of those ones where I think it's quite common, actually, with athletes. They use a previous generation shoe, especially if it's just been launched. So obviously the Adios Pro 3 came out a few months ago, but he was in the Adios Pro 2, which... You no, know, it's a lighter shoe. There's often there's maybe a case here that the pros might prefer it. It's a little bit less stable than the new one, but they obviously don't need much stability as pros. But often I think there's a lot of superstition. If you spend your whole year training uh, in one mm. shoe, then you end up using that shoe for the actual marathon. I think it was the same. The Alpha Fly One was used much more than the Alpha Fly mm. Two at the race. There's actually also sometimes a question of availability with elite athletes, which I think is hard to believe sometimes. But we know, like, we've spoken to elite athletes who can't get the latest shoes sometimes. And they're not actually going their way, unless you're, like, the top elite, like Kipchoge. Obviously, he's getting them. But, uh, um, yeah, so there is a bit of accessibility. But, yeah, I guess it must have just been a – I've trained in the Adios Pro 2. I love it. And a lot of, obviously, the Vaporfly was the most popular option all round, even though that's not a new shoe. So it's a fair amount of superstition among elites. But, yeah, it was interesting to see that. I thought that there was no Adios Pro 3s up in the top there. It was the Adios Pro 2. Would you would you have gone for the three or the two, Nick? Oh, for a marathon, I'd probably I'd probably lean the three, just because I have some slight forefoot discomfort in the uh, two over about fifteen miles. I found in runs, um, and the three is very very comfortable. Mm-hmm. And since I'd have been running about thirty minutes behind all the people in the race, it might have been good to have a nice comfortable <laughs> shoe. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, more race news. We've got uh, Ailish McColgan is making her marathon debut at london this year which is exciting mm. what yeah. time do we think what do we think she'll do well, she can be very quick let's just get injured first big build up obviously i reckon she'll be sub 220 comfortably and i wouldn't be mm. surprised if she's after paula's record at some point quite soon british record though that'll be exciting <laughs> very exciting okay so outrageous what... running style though i don't, yeah. I don't know it's, it obviously looks fantastic it's very flowing it's very graceful but Man, it just it makes my Achilles wince when I see her run. I wonder if she's going to get injured. <laughs> yeah, most people wince at your running style, don't they? <laughs> yeah, but it's, 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 it's bulletproof because I just shuffle it. If you take that many steps, you basically can't get injured because you're very rarely in the air. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, from from uh, more conventional racing to ridiculous ultra marathons, Kieran would be our usual person to chat about this, but the Badwater uh, 135 has just happened. Mm. You know anything about this race, you guys? Jane, you must, I, have, no, you must have written about this race a few yeah, times. Yeah, I've written about it. It doesn't sound <laughs> my cup of tea, but Kieran, I, I give... Why isn't Kieran doing that? Why is he doing this Danube thing? Why hasn't he done, done that? Water, I think. I've run stretches of that course, actually, on a trip, press trip once through Death Valley. It's, um, it's hot, certainly hot. Mm. <laughs> it was pretty, hot after it, about 17 It's a lot of elevation as well, though, isn't it? It's yeah, not... so early on, you don't do too much. That's, I think that's... 
uh, obviously coming out of the valley, I guess, is where that it's it's loads of elevation, you, and you go quite high up, you know, some mountains. But um, early on, you're obviously at your very low, you're at the lowest point, I guess, like it's below sea level or something stupid yes, like that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, and it is like I think it was a cloudy day there when I was there, and it was still you know into the forty degrees, and it didn't feel very good to run in. I went like, well, it says in my notes that uh, it could go up to fifty four degrees uh, Celsius. Um, Ouch. Just similar to the training that we've been doing over the past week. Yeah. In, uh, <laughs> yeah. We're ready. In the UK. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people doing park runs in uh, sim- similar conditions. Um, cool. So that was won by uh, Yoshihiko Ishikawa uh, uh, from Japan. He did it 23 hours, 8 minutes and 20 seconds, which is sounds ridiculous. Um, and Ashley Paulson uh, did it in 24 hours. Nine minutes and thirty-four seconds. So, give a big uh, shout out to uh, Debbie Martins Gonsani, who's a, um, a very cool runner from Scotland. I think it's, it's extra hard if you're from Scotland to go run that race because <laughs> you're, not, you're not used uh, to that. Are you? You're not a climate. You're not used to the sun, are you? <laughs> <laughs> um, nice. Yeah, yeah, she did it pretty well. Cool. Okay, and then uh, the only other thing I've got on here for things happening is a shoe, an interesting shoe, which we'll talk about a little bit later. The uh, New Balance Super Comp Trainer, which is popping up quite a bit in the news at the moment uh jane you've not got this have you i've not but the second nick put it on his instagram i was like that <laughs> shoe is made for me so it's why have you got it's definitely it a jane it's a hundred percent a jane shoe i will be emailing new balance as soon as i finish <laughs> this podcast and getting it it looks well, perfect for me you can be a lot taller for one that's exciting exactly love that's a why platform. i'm wearing it yeah. love a platform it's basically invincible plus it's um, it's absolutely absurd. This shoe. How did it compare? How did it compare to my all-time favorite shoe in the world? It's bouncier. It's like the only softer and bouncier yeah. shoe. It's it's so soft and bouncy. It's uh, we've I'm got glad the first we're recording, review coming. So you'll have that intake of breath. On <laughs> yeah. Video as well <laughs> as into our, um, Yeah. Into our first run review, change audible guard. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's a lunatic. I can't shoe, wait. Right? A massive well, we'll, cutout. We'll talk a little bit more about this in the different gear section of the podcast. But t- I'll just do another running fact. I know you're <laughs> desperate. Yeah, it's getting really important. I'm waiting. Running, running facts. facts. This is a, another interesting one, which again, not verified in any way. Um, <laughs> apparently you can be up to half an inch shorter after you run a marathon as the disc in your back actually leak water and become shorter under the repetitive strain of around 50,000 steps. I've uh, had this. Uh, but it goes back to normal afterwards so well, not pop all the fluid issue. back in your spine yeah I I've, I've never heard it sounds sounds like quite a lot <laughs> <laughs> how much was it an inch half an inch half an inch mm. i could believe that yeah i, I, I imagine it's because people it. are stooping afterwards and they're not walking properly everyone just looks a little bit shorter well, i'm very quickly a uh over an inch shorter after a marathon when i take off a pair of super shoes so Mm. Not sure that's what the fact is about. I think that'd be not not quite an interesting fact if it's if you take your shoes off. (laughs) Um, Yeah. uh, Okay, that's a wonderful fact there. Another one of those coming up later. (laughs) Okay, so let's delve into some kit, guys. We're into the different gear section of the podcast where we talk about lots of the stuff that we've been testing over the past month. And there's been some interesting things that we've all had access to over the past month. We've been doing a lot of running, a lot of uh, trying out new uh, running shoes. Let's start with the probably the biggest shoe and the one that we all know quite a bit about, the Socony Endorphin Pro 3. Jane, this is a Jane shoe, I presume. 100%. I absolutely loved it. Do you know what? I've never 
the the pro two i didn't get it like i remember kieran talking about it and i was like you're mad it's awful i found it really unstable really like just there wasn't anything to it and the when the pro three arrived i thought one i like it because it's pink which i know is you know really awful of me isn't it to say that but i thought "Mm, this looks this looks good and i love it absolutely love it i think i would I would have to choose between that and the Vaporfly now for a marathon. Ooh. I think it's absolutely brilliant. But am I alone in that? I haven't I haven't heard your... That's a terrible shoe. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, you're not alone. I think we're massive, massive fans of the Pro 3 all round. I think it's... It's um, fantastic. Extraordinary. I've never seen such a comprehensively successful update to a shoe. I like yeah. the Pro 2. I thought it was... Fun. If you're running well, it was really nice roll to it. It was a bit firm at times, but I thought it was really good. And this is just you know, better, it's softer, mm. you know, bouncier, lighter, better upper, better outsole even, but it's even got more traction. It's just, um, yeah, it's phenomenal. And um, it's, I think it's going right up there for me. I think it's probably, I think I like it more than any other shoes not made by Nike for sure. It's just whether mm-hmm. it would actually take on the Nikes is the question. Um, and it's actually one of the cheaper ones. It's, you know, 210 pounds is not cheap, but it's cheaper than most other ones. And I'd buy it ahead of the Metaspeed shoes. And yeah, it's pretty awesome. Uh, it's the same price as, as this, you know, with a trainer. So that's um, pretty mad. Yeah, I think the only, the only thought I've heard about it is that is that pink um, upper stained socks. So don't wear yeah. white socks with it. White, mm. Don't wear your white socks with it. I think I said that, <laughs> didn't I, in the video? It was disappointing to wear <laughs> white said, socks. Yeah. That, that video's but, not actually... Oh, that video should be up by the time this podcast goes out. So, yeah. Yeah, don't um, wear white socks with it. Wear pink socks or blue socks or any other colour. But, but they did... Do you know what? It did come out in the wash. So no problems here. Take it back. No yeah, yeah, I absolutely love it. I actually think um, I was massively surprised because I, I really didn't like the, the Pro 2, just didn't enjoy it at all. Mm. Just far too firm. I did a race in it, just by the end of it, I, I just didn't like that in one bit. Yeah, so I, I wasn't really expecting a lot with the Pro 3. And then as soon as I tried it, I was like, what is what is this shoe? It's like, <laughs> it's it's almost like they shouldn't have called it the Pro 3. They should have called it something else because mm. it's not it's not, it's not not the successor to the Pro 2. It's like a completely different shoe. And I'm I'm thinking that, I'm going to use that for Chicago at the moment. That's my current top shoe for Chicago. I'm almost, ever since you told me that my calf problems might be slightly due to the Vaporfly, Nick, I've been quite wary about wearing the Vaporfly. So I've been desperate for a shoe to come along that I like as much. Did I say that? Oh, I didn't. I was probably just trying to get in your head. I don't really, really don't believe that. Well, it, it kind of worked because <laughs> the three times I've been quite badly injured, I was wearing the Vaporfly in races. Oh, I probably just said, yeah, then. Yeah, uh, maybe. Because maybe check that. Bill Bow, I didn't. And that was Alphafly. And every time How I braced him. How did it feel, Tom, when Nick got into your head about a shoe? <laughs> Nick didn't get into my head about a shoe. I, he just, for once, said something that was actually sage. Um, and, I listen, and I listened to it. Wow, a damning verdict on my life. Once I said something sage. <laughs> oh, all um, I say is sage. Well, yeah, I'm not sure about that. Uh, but the, yeah, the, I'm yeah, actually so, on the endorphin. Before we, we moved on, but you know there's like another one coming, the endorphin elite next year. I did which, not um, I, I think we saw some, someone reminded me this day, some mad leaks of it. I think it's like a decoupled, it looks even bigger and madder. So maybe that'll be even more fun. Wow. If it's elite, does that sound like it's going to be focusing on more lightweight? Mm. It, look, it just looks, in. It look, again, it's, you, you're right you say something. They shouldn't be using the endorphin line name on it almost because that also looks completely different to everything else. But it'd be a bit of fun, wouldn't it? All right, well, big thumbs up to the Socony Dolphin Pro 3, which, and I've, I've said it many times, This is, I think this is Socony's year. I think they've yeah. really pulled out of the bag and every shoe that I try from them is just great. But let's move on from Socony for now and talk about perhaps 
a less interesting shoe, but not one that's any less popular over its history. The Nike Zoom Fly 5. Now, Nick, you're the only one who's tested this, aren't you? Yeah, I, I always find it the most, one of the most interesting shoe lines going because it started off pretty exciting. It was the sh- other shoe to the Vaporfly. And then mm-hmm. they kind of you know sold a lot of shoes based on that and had a carbon plate in the second edition. And then it was, it was quite good. And then uh, it's just become like one of the most like, wide. A lot of people just don't like the shoe. And it's just mm-hmm. become heavier and heavier and heavier and less exciting. And it's basically the whole time everyone's been going, well, it's an easy fix for Nike because they got rid of the Pegasus Turbo, everyone's favorite shoe in the world, and kept the Zoom Fly 5 instead. And everyone said, well, okay, just put Zoom X Foam in the Zoom Fly 5 with a plate. It'll be and make it you know a bit more stable than the Vaporfly, and you've got a fantastic shoe, you know, an amazing training shoe. And they finally added Zoom X foam to the shoe this year, and they and they also added another foam, and it's now gone up in weight even further. And I just I don't know why it's quite so popular. It's, it's not a running shoe geek shoe, basically, because anyone who knows a lot about shoes would would just buy the Endorphin Speed or so lots of other you know plated training shoes because mm-hmm. it's not at all fast. It's very heavy. It's, I've enjoyed it for a couple of easy runs, but you know there are a lot of shoes you can use for easy runs, yeah. and um, I just don't get it. As a, a shoe line, I have to say, they must, a lot of people, if you just try it in isolation, it's probably quite good. But I think they're just selling a lot on the idea that it's a plated shoe, but it's much cheaper than the Vaporfly. But it's nothing like those shoes. It's much more akin to the Hocker Bondi X, something like that, for example. Yeah. And I used the New Balance Supercomp trainer either side of the of the um, Zoom. Obviously, it's a bit unfair because this has got an illegally high stack, but it, they're both training shoes. And um, I had to pull the Zoom Fly on today instead of this, and I was just going like, oh. You know, I don't want to pull yeah. this on ahead of the Supercomp. This is so much bouncier, more exciting, lively. And for the, despite the fact it's this big, is the same weight or slightly lighter than the Zoom Fly. Yeah, here's a fun running fact, actually. The Zoom Fly, my two shoes, 20 gram difference in weight across the two shoes. <laughs> Absolutely no mm. idea what's happening there. Uh, I'd love to know how the, well, the, how the, manufacturer... the left and the right. Yeah, yeah. 20 grams difference. Like, it, you know, almost 10%. It's, well, not almost 10% because it's such a heavy shoe. But, uh, <laughs> you know, a lot of percent for difference and I, I i i often choose away slightly different amounts obviously and the alpha fly was about i think you know five seven grams difference but 20 grams is mad right yeah, are you yeah, sure yeah. they're the same size uh i didn't actually check but yeah i mean they fit my feet the <laughs> same not, way i've not you just trapped <laughs> a really big rock in there. Yeah. <laughs> are you sure they're not stuck in them I, I actually checked um, out of the box that I hadn't just left, you know, loads of, you know, the, the stuff they pack inside yeah. shoes. I kept checking for that. I was going, well, no, no, Nick, you've worn these shoes. So you'd have noticed if that was in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. A, a bizarre line. It's not popular. It's, yeah, I just, but well, it is I, obviously I remember very it was an exciting line when yeah. the only shoe that existed was the Vaporfly. Yeah. The, mm. the only car plate shoe. And then you had the Zoom Fly because nobody could have, like, most people wouldn't buy the Vaporfly because mm. it was yeah. so expensive in comparison. And so they'd buy the Zoom Fly. But, the last one I tried was the Zoom Fly 3, and I didn't mind it, but by that point, there were just better shoes out that were at the same price or cheaper. I think I wore the 2, maybe, for the Berlin Marathon. I think oh, oh, really? years ago, wasn't it? I think it was... Interesting. Uh, I know. I make interesting decisions, don't I, for race? Um, <laughs> I liked it. I was a big fan. I haven't, I haven't tried it since, so this is a boring point for what we're talking the about. The 2 was but good. I liked it. The, the two, 2 was the last good one. Was that the one, because Nick, you were on that trip, weren't you? The San Moritz trip. Whatever one we got in that oh, one, I wore that no, for Berlin. No, we got the three there. We got the three there. Um, I wore the three. I wore the three to Berlin. The two was weird because they changed it to React Phone in the midsole, but it, it had a plate. Because the first one didn't have a plate. I had, it didn't have a carbon plate anyway, and I used it for a half I loved it. It was a lightweight, really tippy racing shoe. And at the time, you know, it was just, oh, I can't get it. You couldn't get the Vaporfly. Even if you wanted to spend the money, you couldn't buy the Vaporfly. It was never in stock. And then the two was really bottom heavy, but still quite light overall. It's just a really lightweight upper and a massive stack of quite heavy foam. So it was a bit weird on the foot, but it was still a good shoe. And then it's just got 
bit worse and worse and worse. But there was a time I remember thinking, oh, I had the zoom flying to test. I went, oh, okay, brilliant. I don't need to worry about the vape fly. I've got my marathon racing shoe here. You know, you could, you could consider it in that mm. bracket. Mm. And now it's, you know, yeah. it's the worst, the slowest of all the carbon plate, except maybe the Hoka Bond AX. That is a worse shoe. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. It's not a shoe. All right, that, that's plenty on the Zoom Fly 5. Uh, let's talk about there's a brand that we don't normally talk about very often on, on the, the, the run testers because they, 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 it's not a brand that really, and it does running stuff, but it's not perhaps not so safe to say it's not the most exciting running stuff when it comes to shoes and things like that. But Lululemon, the Charge, mm. Feel and Rest Feel uh, releases. I don't know hardly anything about this, Jane. So you hit us. What, so- what is this? They are, the Charge Feel is, they launched the Bliss Feel, which is a running shoe. This is a slightly strange idea where it's like, people don't want to buy a running shoe and a shoe to wear to the gym, so we're going to make both. Um, Mm. mm, mm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure about it. It's basically the same as the running shoe, but they've taken foam out of the heel for this shoe, because if you're obviously wearing a shoe in the gym, you want to be more grounded. I just don't know. And this is the charge feel. Yeah. And the rest feel is a slider, which I love. Love the slider. Here for a slider. Absolutely love a slider, don't I? But the, yeah, I'm just not sure. I'm not sure what brands think people want on the market. Do you know what I mean? I don't know where, I don't know. I think Lululemon had such potential to make such great shoes because they kind of, do you mean they know what they're doing with kit? But I'm a bit like, hmm. What what is this shoe for? But that is my first impression of it, and I might be wrong. I might love it in a few weeks, but right now it's, I'm a bit like it's a, it's a, becoming a bit of a common thing these days, isn't it? We had the uh, Hoka Kawana that came out, which was meant to be like a a, a gym shoe that can be used for mm. running. But in reality, mo- there's a lot of just all right running shoes that can be used for the gym. You don't that crossover is. It, it's not yeah I don't think it's a gap I don't think it's what we're all missing do you know what I mean we're not I'm not like damn I can't wear my pegasus to the gym today like do you know what I mean I don't think it also also depends on like gym is such a vague term like just saying gym is it like what you're doing in the gym that's that's the important (laughs) bit really you weight lifting you're doing hit classes yeah, I think it's massively it's... overstated on the basis that you need probably special shoes to do Olympic lifts with a barbell. But if you're going in and picking up your 10 kilo kettlebell like I am, I yeah, can do it yeah. in any shoes. I can do it in the sliders. I'll take the lemon sliders, maybe. Yeah, take them. <laughs> Honestly, buy them if you can. Buy them because they are great. They're like walking on a cloud. But the other shoes, I'm not sure. Not sure. But then maybe I'll get really into the gym and I'll find a shoe. I'll, I'll realize what I've been missing. But right now I'm a bit like, why are Brown's doing this? Why where do they yeah, why yeah. have they invented this thing that isn't a problem well but... i go to the gym a lot and do a lot of different things at the gym i i always use like nike infinities something like that just fine bit of mm. fairly stable it doesn't really matter i could use vapor flies in the gym for most things i'm doing to just be <laughs> a little bit wobbly all right let's and... uh let's jump into another running fact running, running facts, facts. Because <laughs> um, Nick's getting a bit excited, I can see he's, he, he's desperate for it. Back every ten minutes, where I quit the yeah. podcast in my contract. So runners who wear red clothing are more likely to win because a study proved that the colour red signals dominance and proved higher testosterone levels. Proved, I believe that. <laughs> and that's that sounds pretty spot on. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a there's a big there was a big thing in football for a while where goalkeepers all were orange because it made them appear bigger to strikers in one on one situations. But right. again, it, it seems to have died out because uh, it probably probably wasn't true, was it? But they uh, they sold a lot yeah. of kits, so 
If this fact had anything to do with turquoise, Nick would be on it. It's oh, yeah, just yeah. red. Turquoise teal, I'll wear. If it's gonna, if it, <laughs> I think that exerts quite a lot of dominance when I wear my teal headband. <laughs> yeah, I think if it was like runners that wear headbands, Nick would be there for it. It's because you Ooh. don't like red, isn't it, Nick? Yeah, I don't like red, no, because I'm a Spurs fan, so red's not good. But in a, in, in a headband news, Jane, I've told Thomas already, um, I'm getting a headband with built-in speakers for sleeping and running, and I could not be more excited. He he told me like he was about to tell sick. me he was about to have another kid or something. <laughs> like it's the, the news was that big. Are you sitting down? Um, so you're going to sleep and run in it. You're just going to wear it 24. Well, seven. I think uh, I mean I like listening to things as I drop off, uh, and all the sleep headphones right. don't work because I'm a side sleeper and I've, I think I have quite small ears. Um, so a headband might work better, but it's uh, it's washable. So I'm up I'm up for trying it for. I mean, in probably. I don't really mind wearing headphones on the run with a headband, so I don't really feel the need. It's more sleeping, but I'm excited all round. It's another headband in my life, and I'm, I'm excited. I'm really happy for you. <laughs> you are unnecessarily excited about this headband. <laughs> okay, let's stop talking about headbands now. Um, we'll do, a, we'll do a, a special podcast on headbands at some point, which yeah, you, can do, you can do on your own, Nick. Um, <laughs> let's burn through some of the final bits we've got. So Speed 3, we've been testing this, this quite a lot. Jen, you tested this? The Saucony one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't like it. Oh, wow. This is this is interesting. (laughs) Jane, Kitters, why don't you like it? I've just tried to like it and I just I find it fits really uncomfortably across the top of my foot. I just I can't I feel like it's not got mm, I don't know. I think because I tried the Endorphin Pro 3 and I was like, oh, my God, this is an incredible shoe. And Mm. then I put the speed on and I was like, "Mm, this is just not. What is this? I just don't like it. I don't it's like. Not a, it's I not a Jane shoe, is it? Not a Jane shoe. I feel like it's too. It's firm. It's flat. It's uncomfortable. I'm not a fan. I'm really Nick, I'm fan. wondering if we make a like a badge to put on videos, like Jane shoe. Jane approves. Yeah. Jane shoe approved. Yeah. yeah. I mean, don't we say like we it. make it. You're gonna have to make that, Tom. Yeah, I'll have to. I'll have to. Do you know what? I have. I keep going back because I keep thinking. I know they're gonna. They're going to tell me that I'm wrong. So I'll keep going back and trying to like it. And I just, something about it doesn't, I think also it comes up really small. I think maybe if I need a half a size bigger, am I alone mm-hmm. in that? Your uh, faces tell it, me I am. <laughs> I find it, I have a narrow thought. I find it, I find it fine in the toe box. It's a bit big, actually mm-hmm. a bit big at the heel. But I do think it's a problem for the speed this year in that I like it a bit less just because the Pro 3 is so good. Um, yeah. And I do think they could have max stacked the speed as well. And had it with an island because it, it was softer than the pro in the previous versions, and now obviously the pro is full stack, yeah. you know, big dog. So you know it is a lot cheaper than the pro, but yeah, it is a bit. It's weird. It, I mean, the speed hasn't really changed in terms of how much I like it. I don't think yeah. in terms of the right. I don't like it as much because it does rub my heel, but I like it less because Saucony released another shoe with it that I like more, which is it's, it's mm. a very silly way to look at it. But yeah, it I wonder trend. if if you've <laughs> never given me the pro free, I'd probably be like, eh, this is okay. But because I've tried the other one first, I'm like, no, it's just not. Mm. But then it, I guess you wouldn't you wouldn't train in the Pro Three, would you? So maybe there is a place for well, it. Well, I kind of feel like you could just train the Pro Three. Is that like I've done a lot of training in it? I did a twenty-two mile the other day, and it's it's, it's a great training shoe. Um, but you know, it's yeah, it's money, isn't it? But then people people seem to like spending money on shoes. <laughs> I kind of hope that with the Vaporfly and the Alfly, it takes a long time for those shoes to come down in price. But it seems with like the Saucony shoes, it doesn't take that long. So no. maybe in like a year's time, people might be able to pick up the pro three so like pro two now people you can get it for like 80 quid now can't you I, mm. I, I, yeah i've seen it ridiculously cheap and it was it's only a year old so it's cheap on prime day mm, yeah yeah so so and other retailers <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah hopefully in, in in a year's time that'll be 
you could pick a few up as your training shoes and not worry about the, the wearing yeah. them down. Well, they fly pretty cheap these days, to be fair. So finally, yeah, yeah. I also um, think it's probably the now is like when you pick up a training shoe, like they go what. what nearly everyone who would consider the shoe has an old pair of Vaporflies. That is their mm-hmm. training shoe. All right. We talked a little about the New Balance Supercomp trainer. Let's do a really quick... Nick, you've done the first run in it, haven't you? Yeah, you have as well, right? It's yeah. super bouncy, super springy. With exactly what I did a 30k run on Saturday, you know, a workout session. I had, and I had an easy run the next day and I, this shoe arrived and I used it and it was the perfect timing. Really comfortable, mm. bouncy. You know, the pace is quite good for effort level, that kind of thing little bit squiggly i i do like to mess around on my phone in my runs because i like to catch up on messages and stuff like that can't do that in the shoe because you need to look where you're putting your feet because otherwise you're going to fall over but <laughs> other than that no real criticisms very fun how about you yeah. and that's jane jane approved and i haven't even run in it <laughs> it's it will be jane approved but i i, okay. I, I do find that i did really enjoy running it. i just did a pro- progression run in it i did find it I, I went out too wrong i'm not very good at progression runs so i went out too fast so by the end of it i was really struggling but i did find that it wasn't, I don't think it was as conducive to running fast as some of the other shoes that I would no. wear. Like the the Fuel Cell TC, which is probably my favorite ever carbon plate training shoe. Yeah. I still think that's a bit faster. Feels very similar, actually. I, I actually, when I was in wearing the uh, Supercomp, I, I was surprised at how much midsole foam it had in it because it didn't feel like it was massively different than another shoe that hasn't got that much in it, if yeah. you get what I'm it's, saying. It's it was very comfortable. It, I really enjoyed it, but I just, it just seems like, it's unnecessary to put that much in it. I kind of think the two point I have with it is that one, the TC I think is one of the most underrated shoes ever. And why New Balance didn't make more of an effort to promote that shoe, I never understand because mm. there was even a point when um, Ben O'Connor, is it Ben O'Connor, the New Balance marathon that used it for like the Olympic trials. And obviously he had access to the RC Elite, but he used the TC Elite, uh, uh, the TC. So, you know, it's a, it's a fantastic shoe. But yeah, this what surprised me about this is like, I thought I was going to be a fast training shoe of the complex. This is very squarely a daily training shoe designed for cruising. It's mm-hmm. not, you know, it probably can do some speed and tempo work, but it's just amazing to me that they've come out of a shoe that looks like this and it's so expensive. Go, no, this is just, you know, to bobbing around in your daily training. And it's like, you know, it makes that feel mm-hmm. really fun. And it, and it does, but has the market changed that much that you can you can charge 210 pounds for a shoe just to do that? Maybe, I guess. <laughs> it that seems like it, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah well, that's it. So we'll have a first run in that up probably before the, this podcast goes out, actually. So uh, you'll hear all of our thoughts on that. And Jane will be getting very jealous as she watches that. Uh, and then Fuming. the last product we've got on here, we'll do a quick one of this, Amazfit T-Rex 2. I've got no idea about this. So quick rundown on, on what this is, Nick. Well, this is Amazfit, or uh, I always call them Amazfit, which is wrong, I think, uh, are very much Mike's brand. Mike knows all about these, and I don't you know, dip into their range too much because it's it's too confusing. And it's literally my living to know about these watches, and they're too confusing for me. But um, and by the time you finish the review, they've released four more. But I think the T-Rex 2 is worth flagging up because it's really cheap. It's like 200 and something low quid. Mm-hmm. And it's genuinely a very, very good sports watch. It's not that smart, but it's got a nice AMOLED screen. It's got dual band GPS. That's actually good dual band GPS because Huawei do this, and their dual band GPS isn't very good. But... The, the MA's fit was matching up very well to an FX2 on most of my runs. It's, yeah, really impressive bit of kit with like quite a rugged build, but a bright screen. I think it will tick a lot of boxes for people. Um, and though it's not a brand that, you know, it's quite a hard brand to get into because they are so confusing. Mm. They have too many watches. There's three T-Rexes and there's only one T-Rex actual dinosaur. They didn't confuse matters there, did they? There were three of them. But um, yeah, it's baffling, but it is a really good watch. And mm. when we have the review, listen to Mike mainly because he knows about all these watches and um, I yeah, yeah. just tested this one I thought it was really good so I thought it was worth flagging up as another cheap option yeah it certainly seems to be uh, I, I've, I always know about Amazfit because of Mike I don't, but <laughs> this is the first Amazfit watch I've really seen sort of pick up in the world of social media and stuff it actually seems to be getting a bit of momentum behind it with people buying it 
so yeah, uh, Mike will be yeah. Watch out for Mike's uh, coverage <laughs> of that. Don't listen to us about it. Um, cool. Okay. Right, we're through to the question and answer section where the listeners or viewers of the videos can send us questions in and we attempt to give us our best answer for them. Now, some of these are questions that we just haven't answered from people and we do get a lot of questions on the YouTube channel and quite often we don't have time to answer them. So this is an opportunity to sort of hit those ones that we've missed over that time. So let's go through some questions that I've rifled through and found. Jamie Higgins, he said, hi, absolutely love the first podcast. Cheers, Jamie. He says he's got a question for us. What's the most stable marathon race day shoe? He's an overpronator and is looking for something not necessarily to go super fast in, but something just to keep his legs turning over nicely. He thinks the endorphin speed might be a front runner at the moment. But really, he's just looking for a, a stable option for marathon race day. What are you thinking? Um, I've had this discussion with a friend who's, who's got this exact problem. I've let him try all these, a similar size. He's been trying all my shoes, all my super shoes. And he basically said, couldn't really get on with them. Like, he loved them. They felt good. But the only ones that were stable weren't like kind of that super, if you know what I mean. So like yeah. the Brookside here in Elite 2 is a bit more stable. But it's yeah, the Endorphin Speed 3 would be a good option. It is, it is more stable than the previous versions. It's a bit wider. And it's still pretty rapid. But all the other ones can be a little bit wobbly. Not this. Not the trainer. But, but that, <laughs> yeah, don't wear, don't, definitely don't wear that if you're planning on winning a race because you won't be allowed to. <laughs> okay, so Mitchy runs. He says, for someone who runs neutral, finds the base of the 1080 V12 and Ride 15 to be fine. Actually, Jane, you can have this one. Would you say the Invincible would be too unstable or could it be workable? Workable. It's the best shoe in the world. No, I, on, no, it is. I do a lot of running in the Invincible. I put the 1080 on for my long run. I did about 12 miles yesterday, the day before, and they're they're similar. The Invincible is definitely like bouncier, but I guess that's probably what you want, isn't it, for a marathon for a long run? I found when I put the 1080 on, I was like, oh, this is a similar experience. I think you could definitely make that move. I'm, I try and do the Invincibles PR, but I'm not paid for it. So <laughs> yeah. don't come at me if you hate it. <laughs> I, I'd, I'd say that it, it's closer to the 1080 V12 to an extent. I think it's quite far off the Ride 15 because that 100%, is... 100%, 100%. So if, if, you, if, if you, uh, Mitchy runs, if you're listening to this and you're thinking the Ride 15 is your, your focus, it is quite a different shoe. But 1080 V12, it's a little bit closer, but still a little bit bouncier and a little bit wobblier, I'd say. Okay, then another guy who I didn't get the name of. This is a good question. This is a discussion discussion point, really. Which shoe is best for beat test training? <laughs> and this was from your video, Nick, that you were doing oh, yeah. the low stack super oh, shoes. Yeah. I, I, th- I think this must, be a, this must be a time of year when people have to do a lot of these tests for the police or the military or something. We get a little run of these questions, I think. <laughs> yeah. um, Apparently, you're not allowed to do them in schools and stuff anymore because it's too dangerous. It is. Uh, Pretty intense. I did. I did. I did it back to back once. School once, just for a laugh. No, I, I did had it in win? like. <laughs> did you win at school? Uh, I did. Yeah, I wasn't runner, but I think I did. Yeah, I did win. Get a mad gem. Don't get him involved in this. He'll start banging on about how what his times yeah. were. And stuff. I can't remember my scores, but no, uh, um, <laughs> I did it once since. Actually, I did it once at the uh, a jockey for a feature. I was writing about the fitness things that jockeys have to do. I know they one of the and it was like a fitness test there, and one of the part of it was the bleep test. The only time I've done it since, and also during that, I had to try and hold a plank for four minutes, which I didn't do. I did. I did it quite a long time, not four minutes, but I got told a great story about oh, who's that cyclist, the really fast cyclist Pendleton, Victoria Pendleton. 
Remember mm-hmm. that? A little yep. bit crazy, yeah. a little bit too yeah. intense. So she did this plank test and um and failed like after you know two and a half, three minutes. And she went, no, I'm going to do it again. I went, well, there's no way you can do it well because you've just done a plank for three minutes. And then she just <laughs> did it for four minutes. She was that intense. <laughs> She's wow. basically wow. did seven minute plank. Uh, anyway, yeah, beep test. One of those low stack shoes is good. I'd get the Takumi Sen or the New Balance Super Comp Pacer. Excellent. <laughs> Okay, Daniel Gurman, Hockermack 5 or Speed 2s for interval sessions? I'm not paying £165 for Speed 3s. There you go. <laughs> speed 2s. Uh, mm. I'd say Speed 2s as well. Mm. Hockermack's lovely, though, but um, Speed 2's got more top-end pace, I reckon. I did just do an interval session in the in the Mac 5, and I did go quite hard, and it was fine. I really enjoyed it, but I, I would have preferred to be wearing the Speeds. They're both really good options. I think the max strength is probably more really long runs mm-hmm. and a good pace, but you're not going to be slow in either. It's probably fair to say. Okay. Oh, let's, let's just quick, quickly throw in a running fact. Running, running facts. facts. Got another one down here, and I can tell Jane's really getting into it. Don't want to waste now. it. You don't want to waste uh, it, do you? This is actually not a very good running fact. It's it's I, just I don't think it really means a lot. But the average exercise life. I don't know what that means. Of a running shoe is 644 kilometres. I mean, that's made up. miles? Yeah. Well, about, I don't know how, how they'd work that out. It's a high uh, 300, isn't it, in miles? Yeah, 380. I mean, I this is some very low-key... Low, low uh, that, that's that's how would you yeah. average it? What What are they averaging? <laughs> yeah. Exercise life, what, including walking? Who knows? But that's, low. that's low, isn't it? I'd be pretty annoyed if, uh, well, that's what four hundred and something miles. Uh, it depends what the exercise is, doesn't it? If, it, if it's scuba diving, then yeah, it's going it's to go out for it pretty quickly. <laughs> well, yeah, it's not designed for that. All right, well, uh, okay, that's the last running fact today. So, <laughs> and not on low point. Okay, there's. I was going to say this one's for you, Jane, but it's not because you don't know the okay. other shoe. Uh, Peter Myerskoff, he says, how does the Nike Invincible Two compare against the more V Three? Uh, I think Jane can answer it. It's the best shoe in the world. It's the best <laughs> shoe ever. Desert Island shoes. I'm picking that. I, I would say more V3 is just because it's a high cushion shoe, it it's not it doesn't feel like the Invincible 2. It's not it doesn't have any bounds to it. It it just it's sort of a balanced midsole foam where if you try the 1080V 10, 11, 12, it's like that, but just a little bit more padding. So it's a, it feels a lot more stable than the Invincible, but it's not as enjoyable. I, I get no enjoyment from the more V3. Nothing just, is. Nothing. No enjoyment nothing at is. all. So it's like your favourite shoe for like a year and a half. No enjoyment. Yeah, I, when I'm going out for long runs, I'm not I'm not thinking I want a shoe that like makes me happy. I just want a shoe that I don't think about. Why not? Why not? Happy. You need to be happy. Yeah. I, I, I'll just go and have a beer afterwards. That's the... That's the, that's my enjoyment, but yeah, the Movi Three is not a particularly amazingly bouncy shoe. It's just a just a good cushioned, relatively stable shoe. Another win for the Invincible. <laughs> Another day, <laughs> another win. You do realise we're not sponsored by them, Jane, on the podcast. <laughs> we will be. I, next I, I, yeah, I mean, well, we don't have to be. <laughs> don't have to be. I do all their prep. I do all their PR. I absolutely <laughs> love that shoe. Did you know that? Did I tell that? Have I mentioned that? Well, I'm going to edit out every mention of I love that shoe from the podcast. <laughs> Take it down by about 15 minutes. <laughs> R- Roberto Muniz Ferreira, he says, AlphaFly 2 versus Endorphin Pro 3. Well, interestingly, this is a video that we will have up soon. But sneak- Is it? Sneak- I've got to do this video, haven't I? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. You're the only one that can, but I'm sure you are going to do it, aren't you? Yeah, that's, that's a really tough one. Really tough. I've one. got both. There we go. Oh, there we go. 
You'll be better at answering, but I have got both. There we go. Jane will be in it. She's, if it's not invincible, she's not bothered. Nick can answer it. Yeah. Nah, <laughs> Are we saying what we'd pick? Yeah, give a sneak preview. What would you pick? Oh, it's so the hard. Endorphin. Okay, so hard. interesting. The Alpha Fly is an absolute machine in a straight line at mm. high pace, I have to say. It's really hard. I have raced twice in the Alpha Fly. It's pro, I think... Oh, because it's so much cheaper and it's probably and it's lighter. It'd probably be a bit more versatile. Fuck it. I think it would suit a lot more people pretty happily. Yeah. The Alpha Fly is quite built for purpose. It really does need those those long straights to really power house down. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I would have no problem picking the Endorphin Pro 3, even if okay. maybe for your big one-off marathon, the Alpha Fly probably might edge. I don't know. Exciting. Okay, last question then. Tony Lavers, which is better, the Tecton, the, the Hoka Tecton X or the Saucony Edge? Uh, Tecton X for me so far, but I've only done two runs in the Edge, so I need to do some faster stuff in it. But I think it's nimbler, lighter. I found it a bit better, generally. Hmm. What about you, Tom? Uh, I'm veering towards the Edge at the moment. I really enjoyed a run I, had, I did in it the other day, but not ma- not massively. I, I, I don't, I, I've not done enough running in it to really to give it a proper viewpoint so uh, i like them both at the moment so i, w- I wouldn't like to say i say my main come down is that i still don't think I can't play shoes on the trails that necessary i still i'd prefer a lighter shoe to race in because yeah yeah i suppose it depends what trails isn't it very much so if it's basically like a road just use just use a road carbon shoe <laughs> well yeah that's yeah that's true cool okay so that'll do for questions this week let's just finish up with Anything we've got coming up on the channel over the the next month? So, what's coming up over August, Nick? Your big video, to, the big the big running shoe guide is coming. Tom's Tom's baby, the massive full list voiceover. Oh, well, you're, you're helping me out on it. <laughs> ah, I help help fuck me face it. I'm too busy doing this Alpha Fly versus Pro video. You've got me down for. It. Oh yeah, <laughs> if you can hurry up with that. I'd be much appreciated. Uh, yes, we have the the big running shoe guide, which is our has around 25 to 30 shoes in it the best shoes that we as the run testers have picked as being the top three and other ones worth mentioning so this will have every road shoe in that we think is worth mentioning at the moment and worth picking up so as well as that we've also got your baby nick (laughs) best day trainers Best daily trainers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, can, I can I can use this podcast as a vehicle to tell both Tom and Jane to fill out the sheet so we can carry on with that video <laughs> at some point. Yeah. So. Yeah. New late entrant okay. actually into the conversation, it has to be said. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, it's that's coming. That will all pick a one bet. One, I, one, think, I, can, I can think I can fill in Jane's for her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's oh, principal's banned. You can just take take clips of this out and pop it in. It's we fine. all get one veto and we all pick the Invincible. Weird. Yeah, that's our oh, well. <laughs> what? It's going to be that super cop, then, isn't it? She hasn't got it. Can't, can't. Oh, of course, yeah. Look at it, Jane. Yeah. Look how big it is. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm honestly yeah. gonna email New Balance right now. No, I'm sticking Jane now for Bondi X. Done. Um, <laughs> cool. So I don't think there's anything else coming up. Is there worth worth mentioning? There's lots of good stuff coming up, but oh, nothing, loads nothing. of coming. I mean, yeah, we don't, don't don't do us down, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't no, do nothing else. Don't bother. Lots of reviews coming up, and uh, you know the usual. We'll get the the latest shoes as soon as we can, and um, yeah. Uh, other than that, I think uh, if you want to contact us, then email us at team at theruntesters.com, Whether you've got a question or comment um, about the podcast, or you can find us at the Run Testers on Instagram. Uh, where we occasionally update you on the the reviews and the shoes that we're currently covering, and on YouTube at The Run Testers, where you can find all of our videos. So thanks a lot for listening or watching, and we'll see you next time. Catch you later, guys. See ya.
This episode of the Runcesters podcast was presented by Nick Harris-Fry, Jay Maguire and Tom Wheatley. It was produced by Tom Wheatley. The intro music used was by Fear of Tigers. <laughs>